Welcome to From Zero to Millions, Accounting Edition. I am Bilal Mihana. And I'm Kelly Roars. We're here to share our wealth of knowledge on running a public accounting firm. Whether you're a seasoned CPA, an aspiring accountant, or a business owner seeking financial guidance, join us for valuable insights and practical advice. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of From Zero to Millions Accounting Edition. On this week's episode, Bilal and myself are going to get a little technical here. We're going to talk about the new requirements brought on by the Corporate Transparency Act and this new form, this beneficial ownership information or BOI form that everyone's talking about. Yes. So this is a a new, let's say, compliance act that requires taxpayers, if they have entities, to report. End of the day, just like any compliance, most of them will be handed over to their accountant to report or to handle for them. If they don't, they might get fired. Or I think this episode will mainly talk about not deep dive into the BOI, but more about the business aspect of BOI. How would you as a firm owner or as a startup, will handle BY. What is the recommended price? How much you should charge? What's the system in place you should put in? What software is available out there? And is it worth it? Because at the end of the day, I think I see this become a commodity in the future. I don't know about now, but eventually the more systems in place, the softwares that will handle this for you, the cheaper it will, it will be. And will you be able to, to compete with this? And I think that's the biggest factors that we want to discuss in this episode. And how much can you make from this if you have a lot of clients? Because especially with firms that have, that do, think about it. Right now, everybody has an LLC. Everybody has an LLC. If you sell tomatoes on the street, LLC. If you sell this, LLC. Stock is full of do LLC left and right. Mm-hmm. So... The firms that have a lot of 1040s and a lot of Schedule Cs have obligations to at least inform their clients, hey, there's no BY reporting that you have to file if you do a create a new uh, company this year, or if you don't, you have to do it next year. If they are used to paying 300 bucks a return, 200 bucks a return, 500 bucks a return, are you, are you going to charge on 500 bucks for the BY by itself? Is it worth it? A lot of really good talking points, I think. Right now, I'm not sure if there's any software providers that have come out and released the forms yet, but I know that there are tax software providers that I think are working on it. So right now, I believe the requirements are that you have to go to the FinCEN website and actually fill out the form there and remit everything through that website. Again, just to backtrack, like the requirements are reporting most businesses, unless you are, you know, required to register with the SEC and you fall under the Sarbanes-Oxley Act, yes. you're exempt from the filing. But honestly, most companies have to file with your LLC. If you're a corporation, if you are a trust, there's everybody. all these different. It's basically everybody. So unless you have 20 employees and five million dollars of revenue, <laughs> yeah. 
it, just don't assume that it doesn't apply to you because it probably does. And again, if you're in existence before one one twenty four, you have until twelve thirty one twenty four to do this. You have the whole year to take care of it. If you're a new business this year, you have 90 days to take care of it. I think you were talking about before, like people who maybe are providing registrations with yeah. state filings, this is probably a good opportunity for you to add this on. But if you're not in that realm and you're not responsible for those types of things, do you really want to be responsible for this? And there's been so much talk in the community. Are accountants able to do it? Or is it, does it fall under a special code where only attorneys can do it? And I think that's been settled at this point. Yes, your CPA can do it if you mm -hmm. want them to. But, you know, to your point, Bilal, what can you charge for this? Because how much time is it going to take? And what are other people charging? I'm going to throw it out there. And mm -hmm. I'm going to take a stance. I've been warning my clients about this in my newsletters. I send a monthly newsletter, the first of every month. I've been saying it for five months that this is coming. I took this stance maybe a month or so ago that I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this for clients right now. I don't plan on including this in any of my services because there is, you know, a lot of penalties associated with non-filing for the initial filing. And then not only is there initial filing, but you're required to update it if any of the information provided changes. You're supposed to file an additional form within 30 days of that change. So the penalties, I think, are $500 a day. I'm not interested in that. And I've also heard what corporate filing companies are charging. And I just don't think that I can compete with it. It doesn't make sense. I yes. think CorpNet is charging $200. And yes. of course, these things increase based on complexity, like a single person owning a company is not going to be the same fee as 10 owners on a filing. That's going to become more complex. Legal Zoom, 50 bucks. I use Acumera, which is a corporate filing company in New York. So shout out to them. I think their starting fees are a buck 25 and it increases based on complexity, but it's just not worth it for me. If it's going to take me time to gather the information, compliance afterwards. It's not added value. If you do it, it check the box for the client. If you don't, if you miss it, he's, he's going to fire you and sue you probably, right? Very possible. So let's say you want to charge more, double what these software companies charge, $250, $300 a return of an LLC per year because you only do it once. And then you bring on 200 clients and each client has one or two LLCs. Now you have six, 700 LLCs and the books that you have to file on, on a yearly basis. Let's say it's not like a, a simple filing form that you do it and you forget it, but throughout the year, what happens? Exactly. Oh, I changed my address. I moved to a different state. And they let you know after a few months. How many times, I have a lot of clients that will buy a house and move. And then even though I talk to them on a regular basis, they mention it after a month or two. In 2025, it'd be 30 days. This year, it's 90 days, but next year, it'd be 30 days. On day 31, they told you, hey, I bought a house, I moved. What's going to happen then? So the consequences is on you always reminding them, be a babysitter for them, and make sure mm -hmm. that they, they and the end of the day, I charge about 300 bucks for all this reminders and making sure everyone files on time. Everyone tells you that, that things happen throughout the year and it doesn't add any value for them. No, no value whatsoever. So now your focus is going somewhere else. 
Now your focus is making sure you have a team player that's doing this all the time. That person, let's say, leaves the company. Now you have to replace them with somebody else. You have to make sure that this person is always on top of everything. This person is always reminding all the clients on if they change any addresses throughout the year. Now, every not once a year, hey, if you change your address, let me know. Probably it will be on the client for them, letting you know, informing you about anything changes. But if they get fined, somehow, some way, find a reason to blame you. It's going to be 300 bucks costing you. Let's say you charge a client a year for tax return and bookkeeping, and you charge them twelve, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 a year. This 300 bucks is going to get you fired. So if you just separate yourself, hey, like with payroll, payroll is a very similar aspect. It's very sensitive deadlines. If you miss the deadline by, I mean, right now payroll is very automated and all those different things, but it's very sensitive deadlines. If you miss it, there's hefty fines. Mm-hmm. Is it worth losing a client over 300 bucks that is giving you 10 grand a year or 6 grand a year or 7 grand a year or 20 grand a year if he has a lot of LLCs? So in the beginning, just say, hey, we don't do this. Go to LegalZoom. CorpNet. Any of these corporate filing companies. And, and file forms have a, a partnership with accountants. They give commission. Mm-hmm. So you, it's a win-win. It's not me. It's them. Go to them. They're a software company. They have a legal team, blah, blah, blah. And they have some insurance to guarantee up to 10 grand if you're late and stuff like that. So there's other options. Now, if you want to do it, it has to be premium. It has to be a white glove premium service to make it worth it. Because if they don't want that price, they have other options. Because at the end of the day, the legal zones of the world is a DIY. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if they want white glove service, I charge you 500 bucks minimum per LLCs. You want to hear something crazy? Yeah. I know a firm. First of all, there's a big four firm that has taken the stance like, no, we're not doing this. And then there's other large firms that say, hey, you know what? We are going to do this. Let's put a pause on this. We'll pick this up over the summer. We're going to charge a thousand dollars. Thousand per LLC, per a company. Thousand dollars per company. I thought 500 bucks is a lot. Okay, wow. Yeah, that's shocking. They might squeeze that out from clients. And then after a year or two, we'll probably make a lot of money. And their clients will realize, oh, I can do this on my own. And then they'll do it on their yeah. own. Well, like you said, they are going to provide a white glove service. They're going to need templates. They're going to need a system. They're going to need they're going to need a team mm-hmm. to basically be doing these forms. Yeah. On a monthly basis, the reminder, hey, did you do yeah. this? Did you do mm-hmm. that? I, I want mm-hmm. confirmation. Here's a the organizer on a monthly basis. Did you sell a house? Yep. Did you buy a house? Confirmation. And then, oh, no, okay, boom. Next month. And it's not one year reminder, every month reminder. And that's the difference. So, you know, that's definitely a way to cover yourself if you are choosing to do it. But let's just go overview. You have to inform your clients about this. This is a new thing. If you don't know about it, you better get educated immediately. And you better start telling people about the requirements. But you have a couple options. You can do it yourself. You could say, no, I'm not doing this. Or you can outsource it. Or you could mm-hmm. also outsource it and get a referral fee. Commission fee, yeah. Yeah. Or, or give them the options. Here, I charge a thousand bucks to do this. Okay. Or go to file forms or corpnet and to do it yourself. What options do you want? And most likely clients will say option two instead of paying a thousand dollars. The ones that choose option one really don't want to do it and don't, don't want to deal with it. And they are premium clients and you're making a thousand bucks on them per return. Now, at the same time, the option A or B could also backfire at you because if you end up having five clients paying your premium, is it worth staying? Is it worth it? Yeah. 
is it worth it? Because those premium clients are paying a thousand bucks are expecting you not to mess up. And usually those guys are paying a premium on the BY for uh, filing. They probably be paying a premium on everything else. Mm-hmm. So now they're, that thousand dollars you're charging them making profit of a thousand dollars. You're probably making twenty or thirty rent on everything else from them because they have that money to do so. So that becomes okay. Is it worth it? Maybe it's a black, black and white. Either I do it or I don't do it all. And maybe what the, what the firm is doing. I think that firm, that thousand bucks a month is premium and it's probably worth it if you have let's say five hundred clients, mm-hmm. six hundred clients. That's six hundred thousand dollars extra revenue. You can hire two or three people. You can build out your own software. There's a software actually. I'm not gonna mention the software name. I had a, a demo with them a few days ago. Okay. And, and talking about pricey, UltraTax CCA as a mm-hmm. tax software, pricey, right? Compared to Drake, correct? Tax planning software like Corvi and these guys are also pricey compared to just doing yourself, right? This company, Kelly, I never saw. That much pricey much expense. <laughs> okay, the minimum, minimum, just to open the door, just to log into the software, okay, without doing anything, you can't touch it. Just log in, all right? It's $5,000. Just to log in, all right? Okay. He showed me the, the prices on as it goes up packages-wise, right? Guess the, the biggest package, how much it is? $50,000. $100,000. Wow. What the heck does this include? So... What it does is that it, it would technically send the client information, uh, reminders to fill out everything. And I will, it will, you can from their portal file FinCEN. Okay. Yeah. This isn't like a regular other tax software that we can file everything else with. No, only FinCEN. Wow. That's shocking. It's crazy. It's just to open the software, just to log in, it's $5,000. And from there, it's 70 bucks of filing to pay. You pay five hundred bucks, and then there's packages. If you do two, under wow. two fifty, you pay ten thousand dollars. The minimum they have package wise is ten grand. But you know what? The craziest part is a lot of the CPA community is talking about what actually goes into filing the form because people. Uh-huh. It opened up January one, and when I tell you, I saw dozens of people running to go file and try it out. Actually, there's several other accounting communities that, that actually provided step-by-step instructions that you can even provide to your clients. So that's actually another option. Go that's through nice. it yourself, put together PDF instructions, use something like Tango or Loom, create a video, do whatever you got to do, send it to your clients, put it on them. Just another idea here. But they said it was taking like five minutes, five to 10 minutes to go through the form. If you have your own information as a client, like, this is not going to be difficult for you. It only becomes difficult when you have multiple partners or multiple owners of the business, in my opinion, because you need to provide your personal information. It's really just a gathering of personal information to prevent criminal activity. This is yes. why this is coming out. And this is why people have to fill out this form. You need your personal name. You need your address. You need the company's information. And you need some sort of identifying number which could be a driver's license or a social or a passport. You can create your own FinCEN number too. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to like use your social security number or driver's license number. You have your own FinCEN number that you create once for all the entities. It's an, it's, it doesn't look like a, a hard process, but I recommend if you are going to do it, it has to be worth it. If the software is charging $200, the software is for DIY, 
You have to charge at least 500 bucks. That was my thinking. I can't charge what I need to charge in order to survive. And I think this is like a common theme on everything, right? I can't charge $250 for a tax return because we can't survive on that. We can't run our businesses on that. So I'm not going to start saying, hey, I can do this form for $200, even though it takes a couple minutes for me to do a lot more than those couple minutes goes into it. Me educating myself, me gathering the information, me covering my butt, me following up in the future, making sure I don't get penalties on this. There's a lot more exposure here. And I think it's really important for people to consider all of these things before they make a decision for their firm. And to be honest, I said at the beginning, I am not going to be doing this, but I'm sure that there's a couple of people here and there that I'm going to end up doing it for and having separate agreements with just because I know the client and I know their habit. But generally, what I'm doing to cover my butt, I was going to say CYA, cover your ASS, okay? (laughs) That's my personality, okay? Cover your ass. And I've included it in every single engagement letter. I've included a paragraph saying, we are not handling this. This is your responsibility. The paragraph came from the AICPA or reach out to your malpractice, your insurance company. They probably have guidance on this already, whether you're covered or not, you should find out. Mm -hmm. But proactively, I'm going to continue to put it in my newsletter. It's in every single engagement letter. So I'm good. I'm covered. I'll do one eventually. I'll do my own. But I'm, I'm going to take a break on this and wait to see how these things play out over time. I agree. I think that's an approach that I'm in the same boat as you. I, I will not go and want to advertise it as part of my service. If it comes, I'm going to charge a premium for it if they accept it. If they don't, I'm going to let them know here. And those clients, like you said, those clients are the premium clients I have. Usually, I will try my hardest to say, hey, I'm going to show you how to do this on the software. It's very simple and hope they say yes and they do on their own. And the bigger clients, I'll have one of their staff, one other admin person, make sure that they do it. I want to move away from those type of things, even though it will make me money. But overall, the client does not look at you as if this is a value-added service. And that's the picture you want to draw for the client. You are a person that goes to you for advice, for consulting, how to help my business, how to save taxes how to uh, cut my overhead or uh, get more profits on my business, you want to draw that picture of the client. Not compliance. Not yeah. compliance. Especially this type of compliance, mm-hmm. right? That you know, theory is compliance. Like you, you fill out a mm-hmm. form, it takes you five minutes and it charges you 500 bucks. So like on the surface, now I don't know. And that's another thing also, what will time will tell is that will FinCEN penalize you 500 bucks a day up to $10,000 for not doing this, right? So will they put you in jail <laughs> Yeah. and drag you and put you in jail, federal jail, for not doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I was looking at the 1099 penalties. So if you don't file a 1099, you get charged like 300 bucks. Penalized 300. So if you, in 2023, if you miss 1099 filing, the 60 to $300 per form, has anyone got penalized 200 bucks for for not filing 1099? That's a good question, especially because we're like in the 1099 filing season right now. It's like, yeah. you know, and we do our best. We do our best. I, I'm always late on, on filing 1099. To be honest with you, I'm, the past four or five years, I always late. I'm not on all the clients, but some of the clients that give me late 1099s, 
I still filed them, but I never received a bill from the IRS saying his is 300 bucks filing penalty for, late. Late, late, mm -hmm. for being yeah. late. No, that's a good point. That is a good point. It's like one of these things. It's funny because some things fall through the cracks and then some things you get a penalty like immediately because it's computer generated and it's yes. it doesn't you know go anywhere. Payroll's I'm actually surprised that 1099s don't get computer generated notices because it would be really easy for them to make money. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, because yeah. there's certain things with New York State too that I've realized like if you have an LLC in New York State and you, you're supposed to file an IT204 LL, it's this separate form and it's actually due March 15th. Even if you're filing your personal tax return on April 15th. And I've never seen anybody get in trouble for not paying the fee, for filing it late. And I've seen it every year. It happens to somebody, not from my own doing, but even just from potential new clients. It's wild. It's like there's these little tidbits in there that just don't get caught. Or the on purpose don't do it because they imagine the IRS sending thousands of bills, fees, penalties to taxpayers. What will happen? Maybe some of those scary tactics that they put in with, if you don't, there's a 300 bucks. I'm sure within the law, maybe they, they put you in jail if you don't file 1099, but will they implement it? Like with FinCEN, mm -hmm. it's a different department than IRS, but will they implement the fees or will they implement the jail time. Imagine Joe Biden's son doesn't file his LLCs. What happens? Does he go to jail? Nothing. No, clearly nothing. <laughs> huh? So that's the one thing you want to wait, wait and see. If nothing happens, then okay. If insurance companies come on board and will give you, will cover this penalty, that means if the more insurance companies come on board, Probably they see something that we don't see and they say, okay, this is not a big deal. We'll cover you. Because I'm sure insurance companies won't cover you for the 300 bucks. They, they probably don't be looking at the 300 dollars for the 99 as a penalty, or they probably don't know about it. I think the biggest takeaway from this is if you are going to do it, charge a premium. Mm -hmm. Make it worth it. Make your money out of it. Don't make it where it's, you're breaking even or you're making you know, a few bucks here and there. Make it a premium. And... Maybe something, maybe this will, you would trade it with the payroll. You stop doing payroll, you start, you start doing this only, or you do both, they charge a premium for it. But I would say making a premium where if you're doing it, you're actually making money from it. Yeah. Don't do this and let it weigh you down like other things. We need to trim the fat. And this isn't something, you know, if you're not ready to take this on at a decent fee and be able to explain to your clients, you know, what the value is, then don't do it. Outsource it. Provide your clients instructions and cover your butt. Yeah, because I mean, we, you're already shortage on accountants. We can't find like, find accountants to do anything. Nobody can find anybody to do anything. Dental, medical, barbers, whoever. Name any industry. They have shortage. My husband's industry, same thing. He's in sales with Sherman Williams. It's like they can't staff. It's terrible. It's terrible. So you can't find people to do this. So you have to charge mm -hmm. a premium. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a must. Charge a premium and find somebody to do it for you and make money off of this. All right, folks. Well, you heard it from us. I hope you enjoyed listening today and you got a little takeaway. Also, if you are an AICPA member or maybe you're not, the AICPA is running a series. It's called the Reimagining Your Tax Practice Series. And they're also going to release an episode on 
you know, what firm owners are doing and the different stances that people are taking. So definitely continue to get educated and stay tuned. Want to stay connected with us beyond the podcast? You can find us on LinkedIn to keep the conversation going, ask questions, and stay updated on the latest in the accounting world. Head over there to share your greatest takeaway from today's conversation. We love to hear from you. 